Our next Bible reading is from chapter, uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 21. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. This is the word of God. Thank you, uh, Dennis, uh, for reading uh, that passage of scripture this morning. Let's uh, come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Christmas message. We thank you for its meaning, its significance, its implications in our lives and in the world. And so, Lord, we pray that your spirit will speak to our hearts, Lord. And that you will show us Christ this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, it is so good to see a packed church here this morning uh, to celebrate the most significant and wonderful event ever in this world. And as we know, there are many ways in which people celebrate Christmas around the world. Uh, last year for Christmas, we were in Vienna. And believe it or not, all the shops were closed on the 24th of December at 12 o'clock. Everything was closed. We thought, well, we can do our shopping uh, after 12. We had no idea that the supermarkets were going to be closed. And guess what, guys? We really struggled on Christmas morning to have a Christmas meal together. <laughs> no 36-hour shopping cycle in Vienna. Thankfully, we had some food and we had we had, which we had bought beforehand. And with some creative thinking from our family, we managed to put together a Christmas breakfast and lunch. I still remember that. The highlight, though, for us was to attend an English-speaking church for a midnight service. And then after the service, to go outside uh, to the church court, courtyard and in the freezing cold with snow around us to sing Christmas carols. I mean, that was very telling, with candles in our hands and freezing. Well, as you know, I was growing up in Sri Lanka, and one of the highlights of my celebration in Sri Lanka was going out at midnight on the 24th, and lighting up an entire string of firecrackers to bring in the Christmas day. Now, boys and girls, don't do that, right? I didn't say it. 
And so for us it was a big thing for me. I took this entire string of crackers, went outside at 12 o'clock with all my friends on the streets, on the streets, and lit this thing and came dashing back home and we heard these crackers going. That was to bring in, to usher in the Christmas day. It was fun, I can tell you that. Well, so people and countries celebrate Christmas with their own particular traditions. But the question for us this morning is, what is it that we really celebrate today? And why do we celebrate Christmas? What is actually so special about Christmas? Would it make a difference if Christmas was not here? It might make a difference in the commercial world, might make a difference in the shopping centers, but really would it make a difference in our lives? Well, this morning I hope that as we look at the glory of Christmas, I've written a little bit about it in, in, our, in, the, in the order of service as well, uh, based on the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, 13 and 14, that it will help us to focus as to why we celebrate Christmas. And so we read in 13 and 14, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so there are two points that I want to share with you this morning, uh, briefly if I could. And that is, uh, the, the two points are these. Glory to God for his son and glory to God for his peace. Two things this morning, if you can remember that today, in the midst of all of your celebrations. Glory to God for his son and glory to God for his peace. Let me briefly give you the context here, very quickly. Mary and Joseph had traveled to a little town of Bethlehem because the Romans enjoyed taxing people. And there was no taxation without registration. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 3. 1 to 3. And so Joseph went up from Galilee, from Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which was Bethlehem. And he went there with Mary to be registered. And so this journey was not, from a biblical point of view, was not a random one. In fact, this journey and circumstances leading to it was part of God's plan. It's amazing. The Christmas story is part of God's plan. And we see that this journey that is being lined up here was also part of God's plan. Why do I say this? Look at Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. You see, this journey was also planned and in keeping with the prophecy of Micah, the moment had arrived for this young teenage virgin girl Mary to give birth to the ruler in Bethlehem, fulfilling Micah chapter 5. Amazing, isn't it? And Luke tells us in very simple terms how this birth took place. In Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, we read this very simple statement. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. A very simple, a most amazing wonder in the world is simply stated, that even a child is able to understand it. His birth was a humble one, and at an earthly pers from an earthly perspective, there was nothing fanciful, 
No five star arrangements there. Just a very humble circumstance. And so friends, this morning, the manger highlights the despised and lowly to bring the greatest glory to God. The manger highlights that God is with us, Emmanuel. He is with us in our deepest pain. He is with us when our world is turned upside down. When we wish things would be different. He is with us in our suffering, in our tears. Just this last week, I read a letter in the Daily Mail from a man by the name of Raymond. And Raymond put this in, in uh, he asked his friends to post it online. And the letter read something like this. I have lost my wife this past year. And I am so lonely this Christmas. I feel so alone to be able to eat and celebrate Christmas by myself. Is there some group outside that I can join with them so that I can celebrate with others? And there will be no loneliness for me. This was in the Daily Mail, in the UK uh, Daily Mail this past week. And I read this and I thought, how sad is that? There is the loneliness, there is the despair, there is the despondency, there are the struggles, the trials and the testings of our lives. And God does an amazing thing. In the humble circumstances, He says, my son is born. You see... This is how God does things. God's kingdom is upside down just like it was for Joseph and Mary. The last shall be first. The weak shall be strong. The foolish shall shame the wise. But this birth, friends, did not go unnoticed by the angels. Because as we see here, an angel comes along and so there is glory to God being sung from the highest. What a night it was. A dark night. And out in the field there were a group of shepherds herding their sheep. And in those days shepherds occupied the lowest class in society. The average citizen of Judea wanted very little to do with shepherds. They didn't want to associate themselves with shepherds. They were the lower class in, our society, in their society at the time. And so it was an ordinary night. Nothing special that night for them. They must have been tired from a long day of work. Been awake, watching over their sheep, trying to protect their sheep. They had no idea what was in store for them. And so an angel comes along. Luke chapter 2 verse 9. And the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord, the Bible tells us, shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. I think this must have been the best sound and light show ever. Don't you think so? Have you been to any sound and light shows? I remember seeing one in Warnable many, many years back. Uh, perhaps you've been there. Right? And this was the, perhaps the best sound and light show ever. Because suddenly the darkness is pierced by an amazing light. A bright light. And it was the night of nights. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord was in the field. Notice that this glory, this light, was 360 degrees around them. So there would have been no shadow, no shadows in the midst of this light. It was so bright and the glory of heaven had penetrated into 
this field. It was unique. And the shepherds, the Bible tells us, were so afraid. These were tough guys, macho guys, but they were afraid. They had seen nothing like it. So what does the angel tell them? Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. This is the best news that we are giving to you. This is the most amazing news the angel says. Fear not. Good news. Great joy. That's Christmas. Is it not? Have you written your Christmas cards? Did you write your Christmas cards? I'm sure you've done it. It's a very costly business. I sent a whole heap of cards overseas, like two fifty now to send a card overseas. I said to the I said to the lady at the counter, um, I think I should send email. She said, No, no, no. You should be coming here. It's better for us for our business. <laughs> you see, when we do these things, we are sending good news messages. We are saying, Look, this is the Savior who has been born. And then suddenly, friends. Suddenly again, the, the Greek word there is unexpectedly, and an and, uh, and interference takes place here. A whole host of angels sing together the praise of the Most High. The, the word host means an army of angels. Imagine that an army coming to proclaim peace. And why did they sing? Because of the glory of Christmas. It was in full display. You see, the glory that we see here was not imposed on the Christmas story. It is the Christmas story. Can I say that again? It was not imposed, but it is the Christmas story. Why do I say this? Because in Isaiah, this is what we read in, in, in Isaiah chapter five, uh, 40 and verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. What is Isaiah saying there? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Astonishing. And when did this take place? When was this glory revealed? In God's providence. Many, many years later. In Bethlehem. When Christ is born. The glory of, the, of God is revealed in His Son Jesus. You see, glory is the holiness of God. Glory means His significance, His presence, His majesty. The glory of the Lord is an expression of God's person. One writer puts it this way. Glory is to God what wet is to water. His glory is like the heat of a fire. In other words, it is the emanation. It is the effulgence. It is the brightness. It is the product of His presence. The author to the book of Hebrews says it this way about Jesus. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature. Friends, this morning, glory to God in the highest. Why? Because God's glory was revealed in Jesus on that night. And the shepherds sang, glory to God. Glory to God because of His Son. How about you this morning? Can you say that? Glory to God for Jesus. See, John writing about this says this again. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. You see the word? You see the theme? The theme of this message? And I want to take, I'd like you to take this home today. It's about glory. It's the glory of Christmas. 
And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And then, there is the other aspect of it, isn't it? Glory to God for his peace. You see, what is the one thing, friends, that this world needs today? Jenny prayed for peace. What's the one thing that we long for in this world? Well, there might be lots of things. (laughs) But generally speaking... For peace, right? We look at this world and we look at this world, this, this 20, 2015, we have seen chaos. Peace has gone to pieces. But here, there is the promise of peace. The angels proclaim peace. And I like us to see this as God's grace that is mentioned here. We see grace coming through. Let me explain it very quickly. When God created Adam and Eve, they were perfect. They sinned against God. They had perfect peace. When they sinned, peace was gone to pieces. Shattered. No peace with God. But God initiates peace. He initiates what the Hebrew text would call shalom. It means wholesomeness. It means a wholesomeness for your life. Do you have peace this morning? Or has your peace been shattered to pieces? There are moments like that in our lives. When peace has gone out of the window. But I'm not talking about peace because of our circumstances. The promise here is, God's promise here is that He will give us His peace as we trust in Him. It is making our peace with God. You see, at the time, this, um, it was the, the period was called the Pax Romana or Roman peace. The period where there was relatively long peace. And so people thought, well... Everything is okay. The emperor has given us peace. But really, no one can give us peace of heart. Right? And only Christ can give us that. And so this morning, do you know that peace? Have you made your peace with God? You see, don't wait, friends, until the day we may die and we we read these epitaphs on on, uh, tombstones. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Sad in one sense, isn't it? I know the sentiments behind that. But we can have that peace with God now. And God has done it now. And he says, come to my son Jesus. And I will give you peace. Make your peace with me. Because that's the most important thing in our lives. Our peace with God. And when we have our peace with God, we're able to live in peace with one another, correct? Your homes will be places where there is, generally speaking, peace and harmony because we've experienced peace, we're able to give peace and share that peace with those around us. And so, friends, this morning, it will be a tragedy for us to celebrate Christmas without Christ. Right? Correct? This message is about having a relationship with God. It is a lasting one. It does not depend on our circumstances when we trust God for His peace. It is having peace even in the midst of our disappointments in life. Knowing that all things work for the good to those who love Him. Correct? It is peace for eternity. So this morning, we have seen, glory to God for His Son. Glory to God for His peace. And so as I conclude today, 
the glory of Christmas is Jesus. In him, God has spoken. The glory of Christmas is that in him, we have peace with God. Christmas is an amazing message to hear. Christmas is a glorious message to receive. Christmas is a message of hope to proclaim. Alright? And have you received the Christ of Christmas in your life today? Do you know the Christ of Christmas? You might know everything about Christmas. Or perhaps you don't know anything about Christmas. But my question to you is this. Do you know the Christ of Christmas? Because when Christ is in the center of Christmas, our celebrations become meaningful. Correct? Otherwise, it's just a celebration without the person. It's like going for a birthday party of someone. Imagine you came for my birthday party. Just, I'm, I mean, imagine that happened. And then you, and I was there and I'm, I'm celebrating my birthday, but you don't even acknowledge me. Or maybe it's your birthday. And people come to your home and you say, well, who cares? I don't really care about you. I just come for a celebration. How would you feel? What about celebrating Christmas and ignoring Christ? That's possible, isn't it? <laughs> so this morning, think about that. Have you received the Christ of Christmas in your life? That is what it is all about. Getting, giving God the glory and praising Him for His peace. So let us join the multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And I pray this morning. That is my prayer for you. I've been praying for you this morning. I said, Lord, I don't know who is going to be here in this church today. But I see so many of you here, family, friends, loved ones. I don't know where you are in standing with your relationship with Jesus. Maybe this is the first time you heard about it. There are Bible tracts in the front of the church. Please take one. Read it. Consider Christ. Make Christ the Christ of Christmas in your heart today. And I'll tell you what, friends. You will be celebrating every day. Right? If you're a Christian, you will be celebrating every day. Because Jesus lives in you. And He gives you His peace, His joy, His blessings, His presence. God with us, Emmanuel. All praise. To our Savior Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for Christ. And this morning we pray, Lord, that if there is anyone here who does not know Jesus in a personal way, that he or she would pray a prayer, asking Christ to come into his or her life, turning away from their own ways and putting their faith and trust in the Christ of Christmas. Lord, thank you for the assurance of your peace, your presence and your power in our lives when we trust in Jesus as our Savior. In his name we pray. Amen.